0: You're listening to WXXI News. I'm Scott Fibush. Open Door Mission is expanding downtown and adding beds for emergency housing. As WXXI's Brian Sharp tells us, the move will serve a growing segment of the homeless population who are in the spotlight this week after dozens were ousted from a Motel 6 in Gates.
1: Open Door already opened a clothing donation and distribution room on the first floor of what's known as the Wegman Building, near the northeast corner of Plymouth and West Main. The plan is to expand that into a full community resource center, including computer access, even shower and laundry facilities. Here's Open Door CEO Anna Valeria Eisman.
2: Also, there's going to be plenty of rooms, classrooms and things for, you know, little things like community groups uh, to meet in, offer support groups and classes, resources that will be able to really just be open access to the community to come in.
1: That work should be done by spring. By the end of next year, they hope to begin transforming the remaining three floors to relocate administrative offices and a residential recovery center for men. That would free up Open Door's current building, a couple blocks away on North Plymouth, for emergency housing. Once finished, the operation would at least double the number of beds for all programs. But it's still not enough. Across Interstate 490 on South Plymouth, the county is proposing an emergency housing facility in a former hotel with even more beds. Deputy County Executive Jeff McCann says they hope to have that facility operating by the end of the year.
0: We're looking at a proposal that will uh, bring online almost as many beds as we're using at Motel 6 uh, that, again, will be under our control.
1: The adaptive reuse of hotels as homeless shelters is increasingly popular from New York to L.A., But there are concerns about concentrating a population in need of significant assistance, for one, and ultimately the outcomes of a non-congregate model when taken to this scale.
2: It's a little bit concerning to say we're just going to overhaul our our systems to go into this model when the only way we've really seen it happen has not been terribly successful.
1: The issue is how to provide structure and support in a setting with such a high degree of built-in privacy and how to meet a shortage of beds available for people dealing with untreated mental illness or addiction, for couples and for families, a population she says has been underserved. Most state and federal funding gets directed to supportive housing for chronically homeless single adults.
2: There's just a lot of gaps here that we're, we're seeing this now. We're seeing the results of some pretty bad funding policies.
1: The number of homeless families is increasing. There were dozens of families staying at the Motel 6 record show, including more than 100 children. Brian Sharp, WXXI News.
0: Thursday was the first day of a three-day strike for nurses at Rochester General Hospital. Hundreds of nurses and supporters picketed on the sidewalk, in front of the building, demanding safer working conditions and better wages. WXXI's Raquel Steven was there and spoke with some of the nurses. The sun is shining, you guys. Are a tough group of people. We had 300 people out this morning in the soaking
3: wet rain. Among the crowd of strikers was Abby Rice. She's a psychology nurse at the hospital, and it was pretty much an about-face for Rice, who says she initially voted no for unionizing last year.
2: Because... Um, I trusted the leadership team of
1: RGH um, not to lie and to take care of its nurses and its employees.
3: But since then, she's seen the conditions of her unit deteriorate. Rice says she had to do something.
1: Over time, I was able to see that, like, if we stand together, like, we can move. We can move them. The hospital started off um, being very unreasonable, and they have moved a little bit each time that we have shown that we are strong, that we are not giving up.
3: But when both sides couldn't agree on a contract that satisfies both parties, more than half of the hospital's union nurses chose to strike on Thursday.
2: We've been at the bargaining table since October.
3: That's Jillian Kingsley. She's been a labor and delivery nurse for more than a decade.
2: We gave fair proposals in October. We have continued to show up every single negotiating meeting, motivated to give this community good care. Unfortunately, we have not had that in return.
3: In a statement released on Thursday, the hospital says despite the challenges brought on by the strike, they were thankful for union nurses who chose to work instead. The hospital also brought in temporary nurses to provide care. Officials say the hospital will remain open for the duration of the strike, with scheduled appointments continuing as normal. The strike is scheduled to end at 7 a.m. Saturday. Raquel Steven, WXXI News. State health
0: officials have reported an uptick in COVID-19 cases and hospitalizations over the past week. The numbers remain nowhere near what they were during the height of the pandemic. Monroe County Health Commissioner Dr. Michael Mendoza says it would be unwarranted to sound any alarms over the bump since hospitalization numbers remain low. But he says it's still important for people to get vaccinated. The federal government expects new COVID-19 boosters to be available next month.
1: The advice will be very similar to as we have for the influenza vaccine. to to get your vaccine certainly earlier rather than later. And uh, depending on your individual circumstances, uh, other precautions may be necessary.
0: Mendoza also advises anyone who has the illness to consult their health care provider. You can find more local news on our website, wxxinews.org.